Athanasius Schneider is a 59-year-old bishop who was born and who spent the first decade of his life in Kyrgyzstan, which at the time was a part of the old Soviet Union. He and his family were devout Catholics. However, because of the atheistic communist Soviet government, they had to practice their faith secretly. Like many Christians who have been forced to live under totalitarian communist regimes, the Schneiders risked their lives in being faithful to Jesus Christ and his church. So did their priests risk their lives. Masses were celebrated in secret, usually in people's homes. The priests would come to the family's house, hear their confessions, celebrate the Eucharist, and then they would quickly leave. As Bishop Schneider put it in his new book, Christus Vincit, he said, we confessed, we assisted at Holy Mass, and then the priest had to flee. He had to flee, of course, so that the Soviet authorities wouldn't catch him doing something that was forbidden by the government. When a journalist asked Bishop Schneider how often the priest would come to say Mass in the family's home back in those days, he responded with these words. These really struck me, given what's been going on in our world lately. He said, it depended. Sometimes a priest would come every six months, sometimes once a year. It always depended on the priests. They were sometimes in prison, sometimes under house arrest, so it was a very hard time. But this was, for me, one of the deepest experiences in my life. Sunday worship in the family and spiritual communions. There were some years when we went without Holy Communion. Can you imagine that, my brothers and sisters? A full year without the Eucharist. A full year without even having access to the Eucharist. I don't think it will come to us as a surprise to any one of you that Bishop Schneider has at the present time a deep, profound love and appreciation for the Blessed Sacrament. He knows what a gift the Eucharist is. When you're deprived of something good for a long time, you tend to appreciate it all the more. He mentions spiritual communions there that he and his family made when the priest wasn't there for Sunday Mass, and unfortunately that was most of the time. Many of you have been making spiritual communions in these days. The spiritual communions were not a substitute for actually receiving Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. They were not an adequate substitute. That's what the Schneiders wanted. They wanted the body and blood of the Lord. And that's why they and their priests literally risked their lives to receive the Blessed Sacrament at Holy Mass. On this Holy Thursday, on every Holy Thursday, we commemorate the anniversary of the institution of the Holy Eucharist by Jesus at the Last Supper. We also celebrate the anniversary of the institution of the ministerial priesthood. When Jesus said to his apostles, do this in remembrance of me, he implicitly gave them the power to follow through on that, to, do, to follow and obey that command. In effect, that was the moment of their ordination. That was the moment when they were made priests. I think it's been very easy in Westerly over the years for us to take the Eucharist for granted since we have access to it in so many places. 
Up till recently, there were masses literally everywhere, every day of the week, in several churches at one time, one day. You really had a choice, a smorgasbord of masses. That's not the case now. The coronavirus has changed all that for a time. But you know, from one perspective at least, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Our God is so powerful that He can bring good even out of evil. Anybody can bring good out of good. But our God can bring good out of evil. And one of the good things He's brought out of this evil pandemic is, I think, a greater appreciation in many Catholics for the Blessed Sacrament and the Mass, as well as a greater appreciation for the priesthood. Because without the priesthood, you don't have the Blessed Sacrament. No priest, no Eucharist. They say you don't know what you got until it's gone. They say absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Hopefully, that's been your experience since public masses began to be canceled here in Westerly, in Pawkatuck, in the Diocese of Providence, Diocese of Norwich, pretty much everywhere in recent weeks. Hopefully, you're feeling like the Schneiders felt in between those secret masses they had in their home once or twice a year. Hopefully you're growing in your desire to receive the Eucharist again, and a desire to make sure that you're prepared well for the next time you receive. That, of course, may involve making a good confession sometime soon before our church is open again. I don't think it was a coincidence that before the Schneider's priest celebrated Mass for them, he always heard their confessions. Schneider's understood how precious the Eucharist is, and how they needed to make sure they received worthily that they were in the state of grace. Let me give the final word tonight to Bishop Schneider himself. In response to a question about the Eucharist, Bishop Schneider says this in his book. Love desires to be close to the Beloved. There is no way to be closer to us. There is no more humble, fragile, vulnerable, and defenseless way than the Eucharist. It can only be an invention and a maximum expression of divine love towards us. Through the sacrament of the Eucharist, Jesus says to us, I love you. Not only do I want to be close to you, I want to enter into you through the Eucharist, into your body, into your soul, in the most profound way possible. I want to be united to your soul by my divinity, to visit you, to even enter into your body, and to sanctify you, to dwell in you. The incarnate God not only dwelt among us on earth, he is now dwelling on our altars at the moment of consecration in the Mass, and he is dwelling in the tabernacle. He descends always onto the altar. It was St. Therese of the Child Jesus who said, Jesus does not descend to live and dwell in a golden tabernacle, a golden chalice, but he wants to dwell in our souls. This is the Eucharist. This is love. Let's pray today that all Catholics, all properly disposed Catholics, will be able to receive this gift of love once again very soon.